0: Hello and welcome to the Grace on Fire show. I'm your host, Carrie Stanley. I'm a mom of twin boys, a nature lover, a travel adventure junkie, and the founder of the Grace on Fire movement. First, I wanna say thank you for tuning in here. I'm on a mission to support women To live a fully aligned life that is on fire through nature soul fulfilling retreats i'm bringing this show to life to share the many stories of others and my own of what truly following the god whispers really looks like i'm a big believer that we can step into the life that we are being called to and that the journey looks different for each and every woman in the show you'll learn powerful lessons Learn a variety of tools, hear from different faith backgrounds, and hear the real backstories in all different stages of what it really looks like to step out in faith and live a life that is grace on fire. Let's tune in. Welcome back to the show. Today we have another episode of Just Between Friends, and Wendy McKenna is back. Hi, Hi, Wendy. It's so good to see you, Carrie, and everybody else. (laughs) I know. It's so fun. And we haven't taped an episode together in quite a while, actually. I feel like it's been like too long. It's too long. And we just said, and so you all can hold us accountable um, because we just said right before we hit record. So I'm going to say it live is that we're going to do an episode together once a month. So you can expect that from us because uh, they're just They're just such fun episodes and, and we get a lot of feedback that people love the episodes of us together. So we're like, why not do more of them? Plus it gives me a chance to, I was just telling you before we hit record, it gives me a chance to see your face. Like I live in Missouri and wherever the ever the hell heck else, wherever you go, family is in the world. Um, And We've been able to chat quite a bit on the phone lately, which has been nice. Um, however, we don't necessarily always get to see each other's face very often. And so it was like, oh, I remember that face. So good. <laughs> so, so welcome. Yeah. I had something for you. You are, for those of you that remember, I did last year one of my biggest events I've ever done in my entire life, which was 29.029. Ever staying. and it was climbing um for you thirty six hours, and it is climbing the equivalent of Mount Everest. And it was really one of my biggest feats. It was definitely a spiritual, mental, physical breakthrough for me. um and such a powerful event. And I'm like honestly, it's one of the best things I did in twenty twenty three. And it inspired so many people to go do it this year. And you are going.
1: I am going and I'm wearing my leggings. I'm wearing my swag. I got some swag for Christmas <laughs> and I knew that we were doing this podcast. I'm like, I'm wearing my 2029 or 29 leggings. So oh my God. do you want to, I, I don't know if I could show them off. There's a, there's a gold, you know, emblem. Oh my God. I,
0: I like, I need to see them stand up. Stand up, please. So I'm gonna stand on my chair with really, like, there. It is. Oh my gosh, I love them. I'm gonna have to get some of those. I love them. Do you wanna know to know what's so incredibly funny? What? Oh look, you're wearing a sweatshirt.
1: <laughs> we did not plan this. No, we did not. <laughs>
0: I so did not plan this. And this morning I was thinking I um, I had it on and I was going to change. And then I was like, no, I'm doing the podcast with Wendy and she's doing the event this year. And I did mine in Utah, in Snow Basin in Utah uh, last year. And they've got, they typically have five locations. And one of the locations is in Stratton, Vermont, which is the one that you are going to go do. So you're doing the same event, but not in the same location. And every mountain is a little bit different. So people will kind of rotate which one they do. So so you're doing yours in when? October of this year, October, 2024. October of 2024. Well, I have exciting news for you. I think it's exciting. What is it? I get to come and volunteer. You're kidding. You're going to be there. I'm going to be there. don't make me cry. Yeah. I'm going to be there. I figured it out. I worked out it. Yeah. I worked out the dates and I, um, I will be coming back from Bali. And so I'm just going to fly straight into the East coast. Wendy's crying for those of you that cannot (laughs) see her face. Wendy's crying I had not shared this with her before we hit record and I was like I feel like this just gets to be it in the moment here (laughs) and um and so I figured it out and I was like you know what it's like I think it's like six days from when I leave Bali to um to when the event is and I also have another announcement is I get to do the New York City Marathon again Yes. Which is super exciting because my running yeah. coach and I were talking about it and she's like, I think you get to go for redemption. And so, um, so I'm still going to do the one in September mm-hmm. in Washington. And then she's like, it was her suggestion. She's like, you know, you got two months, you got plenty of time. If you want to go do it for fun and prove yourself right, which was such a, like the moment that I heard that I was like, <gasps> I just got so excited because, because so often we're proving ourselves right in what we believe about ourselves in such a way of like, like not the good beliefs is what I would say. Like how often are we that way? And she's like, you know, that you can do a much faster time than that, you know, what you're capable of. I think you should go prove yourself right. And I just got so lit up. This was just like a couple of days ago. Yeah. And so so when I worked out the dates, I was like, wait a minute. If I'm in Vermont, which is only a couple of hours away, and I support Wendy in 29.029 Eversing, and I get to be there for that event, like how epic is that? Cheering on your busty, doing one of the biggest things. And then I literally just, get to be in in New York City, like I think it's and I'll be I'll be in my taper, which means I'm not like running a ton anyway. Okay. So it's a great time to be vo- voluntary. And then the marathon is just like a week and a half later. Wow, that's amazing. And so like, yeah, it's like all together in that it all, time works. Frame.
1: It all works. and I, and I have to say, I'm like, I'm so excited you're going to be there. Thank you for being there. And, you know, since Carrie and I became friends in November of 2016,
0: which I'll never forget that day, it was um, the reason that we, I mean, one is we remember like actually meeting and how we met, but the other thing was, is it was election day. It was election day. It was the presidential election. And so it's kind of hard. It's so, it's great because it's like, we have this, this like, oh, You know, it was exactly that day. So it, so it adds to kind of the stamp of when we met. So it's a very charged, charged day in all the ways.
1: Exactly. (laughs) So, so so, so, go ahead. But we've, we've ever since that day, we've just chosen to be in partnership with one another in our growth and in our expansion, in our business and our leadership and our families. Like we've just chosen to be on these paths together and almost everything in our lives, intersect. You know, one you've already heard we live in different places and that's a challenge. Um but we've still managed to see one another regularly and it gets to be more regularly. And the other thing is our athletic endeavors. Both of us are athletes, but we are athletes in very different spaces and places. So Carrie is a runner and I won't run unless I'm being chased by a bad guy. <laughs> i don't run i find zero enjoyment in it it hurts it's hurt since i was in middle school my knees blow up like i mean it just there's nothing about it that it calls me to it and i have zero desire to break through any of those limitations none zero it's not my vision hanging on to that one <laughs> i am i am i've got my stake in the ground i have tried quote unquote tried to run and be like, what was everybody talking about? Why is it so great? And it hurts so bad, not just during, but after for many days. And it's like, but I can do all of these other things that are great workout and I feel fantastic after. So why do I need to punish myself? Now, the only reason why I would even consider thinking about punishing myself is to be able to do it with you Yeah, <laughs> because, because it's like. I have a vision of like, what if I did half marathons with Carrie? What if I did marathons with Carrie? What if we were running side by side, shoulder to shoulder? And what if we were doing these Ragnar races where we were on teams together? I'm like, this sounds epic. And every time you go do this with other people that I know, and I'm like, oh, I want to be there, but I'm not going to run. I'm going to run. I'm just not going to run. And so when Carrie said she was doing Everesting I 29, 29, I assumed it was running. I didn't even ask questions about it. I'm like, I'm not even going to bother asking about it because then I'm just going to get jealous and pissy about not being able to be there and not doing it. So I didn't ask any questions about it. And I just knew that she was doing it. I knew the dates of it. I knew that I'd be you know, spiritually with you, but I had no idea what it was. Zero, zilch, nada. And I had zero, zilch, nada,
0: desire
1: to to discover. (laughs) (laughs) So then we're like, two weeks before you go and we're talking about it. And you were all excited because your kids were starting to actually see, be like, what is this event you're doing mom? Like, what are you training for? And then you told them about it.
0: Yeah. And they were starting to like get the magnitude of what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so then you were sharing with me the
1: story of how you were telling with your boys. And I'm like, I stopped you. I'm like, wait, what? You're not running no, I'm not running. And wait, what? You can go down the mountain in, in a gondola? And i are like, yes. And I'm like, I could have done this. I was so mad. I was so, I'm like, why didn't I know about this? Why didn't I know it was walking uphill? I can walk uphill all day long. Like it's fine. So anyway, I made a uh, a choice, a decision at that point. I'm like, well, I'm doing this next year, no matter what. So it was really fun to watch you summiting throughout the day because you know we can track along and then you know really thank you for supporting me to be you know on it with registration for the next year because registration it they open registration and it's it's sold out sometimes within seconds like you gotta yeah. press the button fast and and all of the mountains this year for 2024 were sold out in nine minutes yeah so it's you know it's it is a so very crazy. popular very popular you know, mm-hmm. exercise and, um and, an adventure and activity, whatever. And so I thought you were going to do it with me in 2024. And then you said later on, I'm not going to do it because it really cut into my training for marathoning and I get to be in Boston and, you know, and so then I was sad for a hot minute. And then I have another partner now who I'm really excited about being with and a friend who's doing it with me. And now like, the icing on the cake, the cherry on top, you're volunteering and you're gonna be there anyway. And so yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, but I, I wanted to share that story because even though we're such good friends and we love like being and growing with one another, I still make assumptions sometimes. Totally. And and how assumptions are made that can really block experiences with one another, even with besties. And it just, it blew my mind that I did that. And um, and so even, you know, I know we're talking about friendships today, but, you know, I think that's one of the things that really gets in the way of us creating friendships that we really want are the assumptions that we make about the other human, about what their life is like, about what our commitment or what our connection would be even before we get started. Totally. And, and totally. so, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there.
0: Well, and I wanted to say uh, like a couple things when I did, like, it was so intriguing for so many people doing seeing, and I've never had. So many people invested in a process of what I was doing. I mean, I was obviously like fully invested, but man, doing something to that level and letting people in, but there were so many people that had so many questions about the event because they were making, like you said, making some assumptions, but here's what I think is so funny. And I have to go back to this because you said we're both athletes. And I immediately was like, what you're an athlete. I'm not an athlete because, and I'm thinking she sees me as an athlete. So it's funny when you, (laughs) it's funny when you say that there was a lady that was interviewing me for a potential radio show in New York city. And she said to me just like two weeks ago, she was like, Oh my God, you must be an athlete. You have to be an athlete. And I was like, not really like, no. And so, because like, when I think about you, I mean, one is there's nobody that I meet that doesn't meet Wendy. That's like, Oh my God, she's like ripped, like built, ripped those types of things because you're so muscular and you've been an athlete your entire life. And so much so that you were a college athlete and so I think of myself of like yeah, I mean I ran a little track in high school I played <laughs> you know I played some basketball I was a cheerleader those types of things but I wasn't like some star athlete by any means by any stretch of the m- imagination I was just like I always am like I was like the typical, girl next door, average, you know, could do some stuff, but not like whatever. So it's so funny because as soon as you said, we're both athletes, I'm thinking, what? She puts me in that category?
1: (laughs) Yes, I do. And it's really funny that you didn't. Like, how could you be a marathon runner and training for a (laughs) marathon? You train more than anybody. You train more than I do, like a lot more than I do. Let's be clear about that. And- And, and so, but what I, what I'm also hearing here is an opportunity to redefine what athlete means. Totally. Because I, I've had this conversation with my husband where I called myself an athlete in front of him. He's like, you're not an athlete. I'm like, what?
0: Well, that's interesting. Yes,
1: I am. He's like, you're athletic. I'm like, okay. (laughs) And I'm an athlete. I'm like, why do you think that I'm not? And he's like, well, you're not competing. Like, you're not not actively on a team right now. And I'm like, all right, well, he's like, you're just resting on your laurels because you were an NC2A athlete who, who, you know, did it for four years and then was invited on the U S team. And that's what you're, you know, and he didn't say it quite like those, he's like, that's when you were an athlete. I'm like, okay, got it. Yes. I mean, that was a different level. Mm -hmm. than I am now as I'm approaching my 50th birthday, but I know it's so crazy. We're both, I know. Right. But like, for me, it's a mindset. Like I know that if I commit to being in a cycling race this year that I'll crush it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying like crush the competition, like I'm going to win. I'm going to crush it just because it's what I do. Like when I commit to something, I'm gonna crush it, mm-hmm. and and as an athlete, it's a mindset of like understanding that my body, my spirituality, my health is so important. And an athlete really takes care of themselves. So, am I getting the hydration? Am I getting the nutrition? Am I getting the sleep? Am I get am I setting myself up to win to be 111 years old? Because I get to be 111 years old. And I know an athlete really takes care of themselves. And so, you know, I never really doubted myself as an athlete because it's a mindset. It it, it doesn't have to be, I am actively on a team competing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that that's where um, many people might disagree with me. And that's okay. I don't care yeah. because it's for me. And I know that when i identify myself as an athlete oftentimes i'll ask myself well, what would an athlete do right now oh they would work out even if they don't want to oh they would get up early even if they don't want to oh they would skip the you know third helping of cake <laughs> whatever whatever it is i don't know <laughs> you know so but it 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 is a mindset mm-hmm. and um yeah and it's just it's fun to feel like your body works
0: for you totally it just, totally. and i yeah. and i think there's so many aspects of it and and i i tell people all the time i tell my clients i tell like uh just when i'm speaking whatever it is one of the best things you can do for your entire life and i know you really agree with us too that one of the best things you can do for your entire life is have some sort of physical goal outlet that you're working on. It doesn't have, it doesn't mean you have to be signed up for a race or like on a team or whatever, but that you've got something that is, that you can pour into that is outside of your work, that is outside of any of that, because seeing some sort of progress, and I know, (laughs) I know how competitive you get on your Peloton. I do. (laughs) on your biking, on your Peloton. And so, um, so I I think just having a place that one, you can release through sweat and two is there's a mental game of building endurance of overcoming a challenge of seeing what you're capable of that transcends into other areas of life that, So many times we underestimate or we buy into the story that we don't have time for it. And it's like, what I have found is like having something on the books every single year, like a 29029 Eversting or going for Boston or whatever it may be is like, one is, it's exactly what you said. It changes how I make decisions in my day-to-day and those little things add up. And those little things are, Totally changing how I identify myself. Like even though I might not still call myself an athlete. You get to. <laughs> I get to. Um, but it totally is changing the way I see myself, what I'm up to, what I'm capable of. You know, it and it's like, and I just want more of it because it feels so good, even when it feels crappy. It's like, but I feel like I've won the day when it's like, I've at least gotten my workout in like, it could be a total crappy day, but it's like, if I just follow through with that one thing, it's like, okay, I feel like there was a win here today. And that learning that I think is such a game changer.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And,
0: you know, gosh, we are,
1: I'm just going back. I mean, I'm a physical therapist. I mean, people may or may not know that. So obviously this has also become my profession. (laughs) And and even beyond that, you know, seeing what happens when our bodies are in breakdown and why they might be and how that affects the rest of our life. So of course, if our body is in breakdown, it's affecting the rest of our life. So when our body is working at a 10 out of 10, when it's a well-oiled machine, everything else is going to go well too. And And so many of us, you know, and I'm speaking developed world, United States. We want the instant results, you know, and, and when we look out there at social media and people who are rocking it, we see the end product. We rarely see what's going on behind the scenes. And we've talked about this with what's going on With everybody, but you know, particularly like your kids right now, like what is going on behind the scenes to actually have the result that occurs? Oftentimes, we're just seeing the result, we're seeing the final, the final stage, but it's everything that happens behind the scenes, all the little choices, all of the little habits. I'm reading Atomic Habits right now; it's a great Mm -hmm. book,
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: it's it's all the little choices that we make because of how we identify ourselves. It's not about willpower. I'm not, for example um, if I'm a night owl and I say, I'm a night owl, but I totally get how important it is to get up early. So I'm a night owl and I'm going to get up early. Now that takes pure willpower mm-hmm. because you're fighting yourself. Cause you're like, on one hand, you're saying I'm a night owl.
0: So and on the other side,
1: you're saying I'm going to get up early. So the night owl doesn't want to get up early. The night owl wants to sleep in because they because up until then the night time is when they're productive mm-hmm. and even though all the research shows that no matter how productive you think you are at the end of the day you are way more productive at the beginning of the day and it's like but do I really believe that mm-hmm. I don't know I'll try it out let's see what happens so now I'm the night owl trying to get up early and it's awful <laughs> it feels terrible you know? and so so it's like okay. What if I just choose to see myself as, like I'm an athlete, I'm an early bird with zero evidence. I am an early bird. I'm an early bird. Okay. What would an early bird do? Well, an early bird would go to bed early. Mm -hmm. An early bird would get up. An early bird would have a routine in the morning. And so what if I just try on for size? Like I'm owning, I am an early bird as much as I was owning, I'm a night owl. Mm -hmm. and see how like I won't be fighting myself now like my identity now supports my habits it supports my choices and and so and then we are becoming it in the process of owning it initially so it's it's like you see yourself at the finish line own it now bring it into the present moment and then and then create the evidence along the way yeah so yeah
0: I, I I feel like that that next level thinking of like, what really is important for this goal that you getting so laser focused and making choices around that was even one of the difficult things for me of deciding not to do a 29029 Eversting event this year. And it was something where like my FOMO, my, oh my gosh, like, I so want to do it again and I want to do another one. And then there was new events and like all of that. And it, one of my highest values is growth. And so it's like, it fits into physical challenge. It fits into growth. It fits into community, which is also one of my highest values is like creating connection and having that. And it's like, oh, an adventure. Like that's, you know, that's who I am and really getting into, okay, like you're, you're on the precipice of getting closer and closer to the Boston qualifying it, when I really looked at okay what's going to move the needle and what made a difference last year I knew that there was another level of being all in and clearing out anything that wasn't going to move me forward and I knew 29 out of 29 Eversting as much as it was going to be amazing. And I will do it again. And all of those things, my body needed to be so focused on my training. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like all the things that you hear about when, and it, this doesn't even have to apply to the athletic physical conversation. It is even the entrepreneur or the, just the day-to-day life of all of us. It's like, what are you focusing on that is going to actually move the dial and where are you willing to start making the hard choices for the long game that are going to move you forward? And many times we're not willing to, for so many different reasons, like it's not going to work out. I'm not good enough. Or what if something else is better? All of those things. And so how often we change our minds on what we're doing, just all of that. And so for me getting to that level to be like, okay, I'm willing to risk and be in FOMO that I might not qualify this year, but I'm going to set myself up to make all the decisions so that I have the absolute best chance. And that was one of the hard decisions was to be like, I'm going to say no to these things. And, and that was really tough. Like on a friendship standpoint, I mean, I knew you were going to be okay, but it was like the it was just like it was disheartening. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it felt like it was in conflict of values, but I yeah. had to like really sit down and say, what are some of the hard choices I get to make if this goal is one of my absolute highest priorities for this year? And and I bring this to the forefront for two things. One is I see women who are very successful, have a lot of things going on. And one is they want their health to be a higher priority, Mm
1: -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. but they're not willing to make the choices to prioritize it so that it actually will change. Mm -hmm. And like we all will hit a wall of some sort that it's like, I can't go further until I finally prioritize this. And for me, it was like, okay, like I can't go further until I prioritize on a next level. And so one is, I want to bring that up. And the other piece of which was our original point of conversation, and we totally went on another thing, but I think, totally the track. I think this ties in so well because mm-hmm. I've been getting a lot of phone calls lately, and I'm also hearing this from, Clients, other women, those types of things, especially women that are around our age, that are, you know, in their 40s and 50s. And they're like, I don't have a lot of like really close friendships. And it's hard to make female friends. And I don't have a lot of those that are ones that are like deep friendships or growth friendships, like we have those types of things. And and I got a call from a friend of mine that she just was like, how do you, how do you prioritize them? How do you, you know, and we can get into all of that from a conversation standpoint, but it's the same thing. If you're not willing to like get really intentional that you're ready to create them, you're just going to keep going and always be at the same wall. And it's, It's, you know, and you, you and I have listened to so many conversations that like, at the end of the day, when we're on our deathbeds and our life has, has essentially, you know, passed and they've interviewed over and over and over. There's so much study on this, that there's two things, two things that comes up. Consistently, not just like tiny every once in a while, you know, consistently, there's two things. One is relationships. And second is regrets and regrets are usually in the form of relationships, relationships. <laughs> and not taking a risk. Mm hmm.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And that's what we hear over and over and over. And it's like, there's not enough. Like, sometimes I get irritated when people come up to ask me a question and they're just like, you know, they see you and they're like, how's business? And it's like, I mean, I think it's awesome that people want to know that. But in general, like what would happen if we started asking people genuinely about like, how are you really in life? and are you happy and and I say happy from like like truly like a thriving happy like not that like but we still are so focused on all that other stuff that we diminish how incredibly powerful relationships relationships are and there's just not enough emphasis and so and behind closed doors the amount of women that I know that are struggling with loneliness regardless Mm -hmm. of if they and men too um, Mm -hmm. Regardless of if they are in a partnership romantically or not, people are craving friendships. And so I'm getting phone calls on how do I actually cultivate and create this? So I'm curious on your take mm-hmm. on this. Yeah. I mean, it's so,
1: it's so great that we're talking about this right now because one of my mentors who I look up to and not just in his wisdom of, of who he be is, but, but the way he set up his life to have the richest of rich relationship with his wife, with his kids, with his now grandkids, with his friends, with his colleagues, like everything that he bees and does is about relationships. And really at the end of the day, like you're saying, humans being human is about being in relationship. We've trained ourselves out of human beings and being in relationship to see how can you be a good citizen? How can you contribute to society? What can you do? What do you know that is going to help us move forward? And it's like, that's why we all ask, how's business? How are things? Because, you know, we've been trained. Like it's no fault of our own. Like from kindergarten through 12th grade, college, graduate school, whatever, it is to train you to be the worker bee that you have become and and in the process, unless you go looking for growth, unless you go looking for personal growth, it's not readily in front of you. And we just make the assumption that we know how to be human. We make the assumption that we know how to be in relationships. We, we make the assumptions, and this is going back to assumptions, that we know how to communicate with one another. And, and you know, you know, it's, it's playground antics, they'll figure it out. Really? Will they? They do. But does it work in the long run? I mean, I would say, as I look at, especially this year, as we're seeing politicians on stages debating one another, that it looks worse than a middle school, high school fight. Right. Like, it's like, have we learned anything at all about how to be with one or how to be authentic in answering questions, to be authentic about how hard it is and that I don't have the answers and you might not have the answers either, but to pretend that I do and that I'm right and you're wrong is really tearing us apart. And so what we learn growing up is how to protect ourselves.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: What we learn growing up is that it doesn't feel good to be in pain and that we want to protect ourselves from it. So we end up inadvertently putting up walls around our heart, inadvertently putting up walls around ourselves, creating boundaries, barriers, like you can't get to me, you can't hurt me, you can't, whatever. And, and I'm going to be able to be independent and stand on my own and strong. And, and, and so there's we think that that actually works. <laughs> and and in reality, what we get to understand is there's there's two ways for a human heart to show up boxed which means you are now blocking relationships on all levels or bruised boxed or bruised no one has a heart that's been not bruised no one's been a heart no one has a heart that hasn't been broken at some point or another but how we handle that moving forward is how we create the relationships of our dreams and so i love that we're going to talk about friendship part first before you know the the choosing to be healthy but What, and you said the word intention, we have precisely today what we intend to have. Now, we may not be conscious of our intentions. Like we might say out loud, I really want a deep growth related friendship. I really want that. And we consciously think that, but unconsciously we're, we're, you know, we're in our Automatic pilot of I gotta protect myself from being hurt. I gotta assume that they might reject me. And so I'm gonna protect myself from being rejected. So you're rejected even before you go walk up to the person. You know, I was talking to a couple of teens the other day. So I did do teen leadership trainings and and we were talking about how one person had a crush on another person. And it's like, I remember crushes. Like, like, think about what even that's called, crush, hello, bruised heart, like in the making, you know, <laughs> like, so that's so, oh, I never thought about that, right, right, so it's like, oh my god, yes, I totally remember the crush, and you're like, you know, your heart's going, and what do I say to this person, and what if they don't like me back, and, and, you know, here's the thing, is like, you know, it's fun to be in a crush because of the excitement and the adrenaline of the before, and am I going to do anything about it, and then if you do nothing about it, then another girl gets the guy, you're crushed. Because mm. you're like, I didn't say anything. See, they don't like me anyway. They never well, the proving story, ourselves
0: right about proving ourselves our, right it. about,
1: you know, not being able to have the guy now. So, so there's that. And, or, or we have the crush and we're like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to go up to him in science and I'm going to ask a question and whatever, whatever it is. And, and then he doesn't give you the time of day. And now you're like, oh, you're still crushed. It's like, like, you really like the guy, but, and he may not have rejected you. He just, no, maybe you didn't have a watch on. I don't know. <laughs> <It's all
0: right. laughs> maybe he was thinking about but, something else in the moment.
1: I mean, so, so here's the thing. My husband, who I've been now married to for almost 23 years, the first time he approached me, he thought, and I don't know why he thought this, but he thought that I was into like horse racing. And so he, he came up to me and he was like, so I have a cousin who handicaps horses for the races. And I'm like, I, I'm i like, great, great, great. And then he had nothing to follow up. And so I was like, we were, we were getting ready to go to class anyway. I'm like, okay, bye. And I walked away. So he's, so he shared with his friends and they're like, he was See? crushed. <laughs> Well, maybe he was crushed or not, but what he did was he went back to his friends and they're like, see, she's a, and I'm going to say the word, she's a bitch. Uh (laughs) Because that's what I got growing up. Like people would get to know me and they're like, oh my God, before I knew you, I thought you were such a bitch. And I'm like, Uh. why? Like, and I wanted feedback. Like, I really, I wanted people. I'm like, I don't want to come across as a bitch. They're like, you are the furthest thing from a bitch I've ever heard. But like, everybody, everybody thought that of me before they knew me. And so then I would ask once they knew me, I'm like, please tell me, like, I want feedback. And nobody would give me feedback. Or at least honest feedback or feedback that I could do anything about. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't want to come across that way. But I got to say from elementary school, all the way up through graduate school, that was people's interpretation of me. Maybe even still today, I have no idea. <laughs> so that's not the feedback I've heard no no I get it but it's like you know maybe they're intimidated by the ripped I don't know yeah I don't know I don't know exactly (laughs) (laughs) my dad always said you just intimidate people I'm like I whatever I I don't know who was it who said um oh I can't remember the saying but it was somebody just said on a sports broadcast like does my confidence in myself intimidate you yeah. You know, so, so it, it could be that it could be that I've just generally been confident in who I am and what I stand for that other people are like, oh, I don't know what I do. Like put you somewhere else. Um, you know, but, but the whole point of what I'm trying to say here is that like, we have precisely what we intend to have, whether it's conscious intention or unconscious intention. So if you have something that you don't want, you got to be willing to look underneath like why would I be protecting myself from actually having what I say what I want? Because usually it comes from some form of protection and if you don't know why, this is where you ask people. Like how am I showing up? Like get feedback. And 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 so with you and I, we hold each other high. There are things we we hold the bucket for one another. We, you know, we hold each other to account we up level one another by giving feedback obviously
0: not without permission
1: first that's a key part of the so, relationship
0: yeah so I want to stop you really quickly yeah. because as, like somebody listening in that's like what does hold each other high mean oh, what yeah. does holding the bucket mean I just like yeah. like before you and I were in the world that we're in it's like I would be like what the heck's that what so the heck
1: is that no and I love that because really you know intentionally I wanted to grow. Mm -hmm. I wanted to grow who I was. I wanted to grow what I I was blocked in my business and I knew that I didn't have all the skills. And so I chose to grow. So I chose to go to a conference by myself, which took courage because I never would have gone to a conference by myself before. That was about personal growth Mm -hmm. and business growth, but personal growth. And you were there. Mm -hmm. So. By my choosing personal growth, I then chose to go someplace. Now, when I got in that room, just like many of you must've like experienced by what I was saying coming out of my mouth, I didn't understand what people were saying. Mm -hmm. They were using all of these words that I was like, I mean, I know the definition of these words, but I've never heard people talking about them the way we're talking about them right now. And and I was sitting next to another woman during the three days where she was like, I am out. This is so not my crowd. This is not my space. I have no idea what they're talking about. See ya. I have zero. They see zero value in this. And I took the opposite approach of like, I don't know. I, I've never met people like this before. I didn't know people like this existed. I didn't know people talked like this. And I got curious. And so I leaned in. And so we have these choice points. So I learned to lean in. So what it means, backing up, um, and, and the language that I've learned, like holding the bucket means like there's junk in our life. There are thoughts, feelings, ideas that we have about ourselves, others in the world that tear down, that don't, that aren't good for the world that aren't good for ourselves. I mean, think about you beating yourself up. Oh my God, I'm a terrible mother. Oh my God, I'm a terrible business person. Oh my God, I can't get it right. Oh my God. Like all the things. Now that's our monkey mind. Now that's going to stay there unless I release it. What I have experienced and what is absolutely in the research and is important for humans is that someone be witness to it. Mm -hmm. I can't, always process it on my own. Like I know it's not working for me, but I got, so when I ask Carrie to hold the bucket for me, I'm basically in my crap. I'm in my monkey mind. I'm in all the limiting beliefs. I'm in all the stuff. And I just need someone to bear witness to what is coming out of my mouth. Cause I know it's not the capital T truth, but oh my gosh, does it feel like the capital T truth? But I know it's not because I know who I am. And so I just got to get it out.
0: So, yeah. And, and on that, I just, I just want to say, because so often I'll have people come to me or I've heard people say it to you or those types of things of like, oh my God, do you ever have a bad day? Do you ever have, you know, those types of things? And it's like, I don't care how much personal development anyone has done, how much work they've done on their self. Every single person that I am witness or that I know of, or I've ever worked with, or it like at all, everyone, everyone has human moments everyone has limiting beliefs everyone has the muck that comes up and it only moves when you release it and even simon Sinek, Mm this i sent i sent you that like little thing on instagram and he just put out a couple of of days ago about how we need eight minutes that's it it's Mm -hmm. eight minutes to move that energy but to have the people in your life that you could text that are your eight, quote unquote, eight minute friends. Meaning when you reach out to somebody to be like, do you have eight minutes? It means I am in the muckiest, muckiest, I feel like the biggest failure, imposter, loser, crappy, crappy, crappy. And so who is willing to just sit in it with me non-judgmentally hear it, allow it to be released. And then also I think what you're what you're going to too is hold each other high is is we're not staying here. No, we get to to move out of it. And then I'm going to be part of the rallying crew that gets to remind you who you really are. Because right now you might believe that you're the muckiest, crappiest loser, those types of things. But let me remind you what you're up to in the world. Let me remind you of your greatness. And I'm going to hold you to that in the way that I'm going to show up to you.
1: Yeah, no. And it's, it's so great. And here's another example of that. So when my first child was born, I joined a mom's group. And so we all had our six month babies and we were around circle and, and we'd go every, we'd meet every week for a couple of hours. And what I noticed in these get togethers, it's, well, first of all, I was very baby centric. I'm a pediatric physical therapist. So it was like, oh yeah, get the babies together. The babies get to learn each other. You get to like grow together. They, you know, and what I, I came to realize it was not about the babies at all. It was about the moms, <laughs> and, which is totally fine. Like I was like, oh, this is interesting, fun. And, um, and we would have some conversation. I would say when we have, if we were to have, if I were to break it up hundred percent, I would say 20% of the time were things that we were really excited about. 80% of the time, it was the complaints. 80% of the time, it was all the things that was hard. 80% of the time was the challenges. 80% of the time was talking about husbands and sleepless nights. And, and of course, of course, that's the season that we're in being moms of little babies. And what I noticed is at the end of those two hours, everybody felt better. Everybody left lighter freer than they did coming in looking exhausted and thank God I made it. I made it to play group today. You know, now I get to relax and release. And, and so, so it was so beautiful to, to witness that. Now what occurred week after week, after week, after week, after week is everybody showed up the same way every week, down, exhausted, tired, barely getting there. And they left uplifted, Higher, released, free, but it was the same thing every week. And it was the same complaints, sometimes getting worse every week. And I started thinking to myself, like, what point do we move on? At what point do we move forward and still have challenges, but next level challenges? Like we handled this, like whether it's like something got handled in the mechanics of it or something got handled in my, my ability to relate to it. Because that's really where our power comes in is how do we relate to sleepless nights? How do we relate to the baby who's got a fever? How do we relate to what's occurring out in the world? That's where our power lies. But can we up-level it? And and I noticed that it really wasn't being up-leveled every week. And so I slowly started to disengage from the group because I know that I value in my friendships what you and I have, which is being real together and then also taking it to the next level where certainly there are, there are certain things that are going to come up over and over and over again, but they don't take us out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they always lead to the opportunity of the next level. And And anybody who's telling you, anybody in the personal development world who's telling you any different that you're going to be able to change your limiting beliefs and you're going to be able to like get beyond it once and for all is lying to you. So it's just we get better at handling it. We get better at being aware of it and not letting it take us out. We get better at being aware of it and not letting it trigger and activate us. We get better, you know, at, at shifting more quickly. And so, you know, what I now intend when I create friendships is this is what I this is what I intend to create. Now I had someone reach out to me who was an elementary school friend who I haven't talked to. In years, we're connected on on uh, social media and she's every once in a while uh, written me and and we've gone back and forth, but really haven't developed a friendship. And so she she uh, direct messaged me the other day and she's like, you know, I would really love to be friends with you. And I'm like, fantastic. Like, what do you see in a friendship? And I just asked her that. And she's like, you know, someone I can chat with. I'm like, okay, great. I love that you want to chat. I just want you to know, my level of friendship i'm at this level and i basically gave her a couple paragraphs of this is how i do friendship and she wasn't interested and that's okay yeah totally okay but i'm i also don't really surround myself with a lot of people who are just going to be chatting mm-hmm. like cuz it's like i'm here to live my epic life yeah and to support others in living theirs because i really want us to be and happy enjoy Totally.
0: Well, and and also, I I think it's great what you just said. Of that's she wasn't interested in that. I think it is. I think we've got to be just as intentional about what do we want our friendships to be like. What are we willing to really invest in it? Because I think that's a fear for people. Of and and I've heard that of like, I already feel like I don't have enough time anyway. So. I don't know that I'm ever going to have time for friends that, you know, like those stories will play out. And so, and so it's just going to end because I don't have time anyway, whatever it may be. And I was listening to a podcast the other day where um, Stephen Bartlett was talking about procrastination and that procrastination, as much as we want to say, it's like, I'm lazy or I just, you know, like, I just don't want to do it, whatever it may be. Is what's underneath that is it is all comes down to you're avoiding a discomfort, you're avoiding pain, and so when we think about it from a friendship standpoint, it's like okay, if, if I really want that, but I'm not making time for it, or I have a belief that I can't have it, what is the discomfort that I'm actually just avoiding by holding on to that? And I think we get to be just as intentional as we do with dating and picking mm-hmm. our like spouses picking our partnerships because i'm a big believer that we don't get everything from one source from one place and just like like you and i have so many friends like so many friends it's not like it, it it's not like you and i are the only friends we have mm-hmm. um and many people will operate like that and then there's like a threat a feel of oh my gosh am i you know did did somebody kind of take my place or whatever that may be and the cattiness that can go into that and so i think i think a couple things is one is are you working on yourself i think that's a great question just to start out like are you working on yourself what are you looking for in a friendship and really looking at how like what's the type of friendship that i want to create and even what's the purpose for it? Because each, each friendships have different. different purposes. And, and it's not like, like, I don't want you to think like I sat there and wrote it all out and then was like, I'm, um, you know, picking Wendy cause it's for this purpose. But there was a, there was a conversation going on in my head in general about just the intentionality and the meaning in the relationships that i was having in my life period like i had a noticing of some that might be more surfacy or i don't ever let them in when certain things happen or what's the types of conversations are they conversations where we sit there and we just gossip about other people and maybe i just keep my mouth shut because i don't like that but i'm hanging out with them just to have friends like That kind of stuff is like, I started drawing the line of like, I don't want that energy in my life. I don't want that to be those types of things just because I have somebody to go to a concert with or whatever it may be. I was getting really intentional of, I want to set myself up with people that I can be so real with that we're like in it together. And that's when you came into my life. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, it took courage on my hand, because I mean, I, for me, it was courage. I didn't know I was going there to
0: make a friend. Well, I didn't either. I didn't either. Cause I went there by myself too. I went by,
1: by myself. Right. <laughs> and I, and it took courage to get there by myself, but I'm like, okay, I want this bad enough that I'm going to do this. And so then I met you that first day, which was great, but then I didn't see you for three days. And then we both ended up- <laughs> That sounds like very... a,
0: first, a first date. I yeah. have
1: a first date that no, is- No, so, so we had our little first thing, which lasted, what, 30 minutes. And then we went off on our own directions and we were at this conference, which was 700 people. So we both ended up signing up for the program and met again in, you know, the welcome. And it's like, so it's fewer people or 50 or 60. And so it was like, oh, there's Carrie. And so we- We met up there again, and then we were asked for the program, like, find your accountability buddy. Well, Carrie already had an accountability buddy, but I'm like, I want Carrie, though. I wonder. And I had the conversation in my head. I'm like, should I ask her? I know she already has someone, but, like, I could be rejected. It would be sad. I don't really want anybody else. I don't know anybody else. Like, I was uncomfortable. (laughs) You know? And so I asked, I'm like, can I join your group? And you were like, yeah, let's join my group. So- so then it was like through that. So it took me courage to be there in the first place.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Courage to like reach out and just talk to someone who I didn't know. You know what's going to happen? I don't know. <laughs> and so and then to ask. You know, it's kind of like the crush. You know, I really want to be there, but they're already with someone, and I'm going to ask anyway. And and then and then it just happened to work out. And and then you know the rest is the rest is history but it took what you're saying is the intention of creating and surrounding yourself with people like xyz and then it takes courage because you're stepping out of your comfort zone to i to take steps that you wouldn't have normally taken mm-hmm. and that's what leads to the magic and miracles mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah and so so because we're, we're almost out of time. And mm-hmm. so we're going to talk about the health conversation next time. Plus um, we've got a request to talk about having difficult conversations. And so like, how do I have those difficult conversations with family members or friends or spouses or whatever it may be, or somebody in the workplace, something like that. So we're actually going to do an episode on those two things now, mm-hmm. um, two separate episodes. So we've got the next two episodes for the, for what March and April. Um, But before we wrap with this, of someone who is, like, I'm really ready to make this a priority. Uh, Somebody asked me the other day, they're like, okay, but what if they're not, like, does it need to be local? That was somebody that they were like, you know, like, isn't it hard when they are living across and we're such a virtual world right now? So I want to address that. And then two is, like, where do you start? Like, where do you start? And so so I wanna, I wanna kind of talk through a couple things that people have been asking me. I, mm-hmm. Like, I want you guys to hear this in that if you're in this boat, you're so not alone. This is how hungry women are from, for real connections and actually scared of it or in the belief that it's not possible. And I'm here to tell you, I get these messages in Messenger. I get phone calls from friends and very successful people, no less, that this is the conversation that's actually happening. And so one is there's hope with that. There's hope that people are actually craving this and wanting this. And so what if you get to be the one that starts? What if you get to be the one that decides that just like the whole night owl versus I'm gonna be an early bird, you actually decide instead of running the story in your head of friendships are hard, they're like women are catty, this, like, I can't be, I rude. don't have time. I, can't trust. I don't have time. Maybe I could just start playing with this new idea. Just try it on for size with this new idea of there are really amazing women out there that truly want incredible connected relationships and that we could create friendships that we actually grow together and that they are real and authentic. Like, what if I started just playing with the idea that maybe that could be true? Because I do think that's the start. Like I gotta be open to that as a possibility. And so what else would you say for where would you start?
1: I mean, so going to the, does it need to be local versus far? um, Local is great for face-to-face and being in person and going on walks and all of that. And you can absolutely create an incredible friendship from afar, um, both can occur and both look different in our lives. And, and so, and I think both are important. So it's not one or the other, it's absolutely both. And, and both is absolutely possible. So if we're going to start locally, I would just start with like, who's on your heart locally that resonates with you that you're like, Oh, I wish I knew that person more or I wish that that you know every time I'm kind of around them I'm just kind of attracted to their energy I wonder what they're like i like call them up <laughs> call them like call 1st do Don't just text to call like this is kind of what why. like I call a lot of times I leave a message then I'll text hey I left you a voice message would love to get together you know sometimes it's the other like sometimes it's the other way around I'll text first and say hey I'm going to give you a call <laughs> like, you know but but you'd absolutely get to call and Talk and speak. I mean, we talk about like, oh, yeah, I talked to so and so the other day. And it's like, did you really talk to them or did you text them? <laughs> like, because a lot of people say, I talked to someone. It's like, but it really was a text conversation. And mm, okay, great first start. Great. Yay. And let's move it to the next level. But like, ask them out. Mm-hmm. Ask them out on a date, friend <laughs> date. Like, I have, I, so I am a regular down at Barefoot Coffee down <laughs> on, you know, Cedros, just down the hill from me. I have coffee dates with people down there all the time. I mean, like, let's meet for coffee. Okay, great. I'm available like this week, next week, whatever. I mean, sometimes I get to to schedule them a month out. You know, mm-hmm. I schedule walks with people. I schedule, you know, and so, you know, yes, I would. I love for it to happen just spontaneously every once in a while. Yeah, and sometimes it does, but to get around this, you know, I don't have time. First of all, it's it's not true. Whenever if your go-to is like, oh, I, I wish, but I don't have time, you are absolutely protecting yourself from something. You are avoiding something. And so and you're using time, which is a very convenient story, excuse and circumstance. and 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 you may even be saying, but no, but I really don't have time. Wendy, I really don't. Have. So the person who's saying like, hey, but I really don't have time, you absolutely get to create the time. Mm-hmm. Because you not having time for relationships is blocking you. From having relationships and if you really want the relationships you absolutely get to create the time whatever that looks like and know that it is going to serve you in all the way places beings in your life Mm -hmm. and um but you gotta be willing to just take the risk to call them up and ask them out you know
0: yeah and 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 I think the other thing is starting to have actual conversations that aren't, it's like, we get to go first. It's like, we will, we will attract who we're being in general. And so if I'm going to be guarded, if I'm going to be um, in an energy of like, I'm not going to trust until they've proved that it's like, that's all we're going to get back. And so am I willing to be interested? So in a conversation, regardless of if it's friends or networking or whatever it may be, am I willing to be interested versus interesting? So Mm -hmm. I'm actually getting to know them and actually asking questions and truly actually listening, not just listening to respond and all the things like actually listening and being curious about them, but starting to ask actual questions. And it's like, and you don't have to go like all the, all the way into the deep end right away, but it's like, am I willing to start having some conversations that at least start sparking some sort of realness in those conversations? And so, you know, when you kind of stay on surface level to protect and it's like, Ooh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go there. I don't want to say these yeah. things. I don't want them to know this about me, those types of things. It's like that whole, I'm either, I'm either guarded boxed. It's like, you got to take some of your box off my dear. Yeah. And, just, and so- you just got to be open to
1: loving people. Just be open to loving people, no matter what mm-hmm. Like really. And, yeah. and I love, it's just the questions. And you even said the word spark, you know, I mean, you don't have to get, Deep into all the vulnerable things at the beginning, but like, rather than just at like, how's your family? How's your kids? how's how's work? How's I mean, those are the questions that we typically ask, you know, even having another treasure trove of questions just to kind of think about, and what would what would authentically be a great question that i would I really want to know? like what's what are your sparks in life? like what really interests you? like what wow. what really? lights you up like you know that kind of thing and it's like oh gosh people don't ever really ask me about that like I don't even know how to answer that like you know and it's like let's be in the inquiry about it okay so and if they do like oh you know what I love oh my god I love painting oh my god I loved painting as a kid I did it well when's the last time you painted oh it's been years wow my god you just lit up about this thing that really sparks you and you're not doing it. Tell me about that. Now we're getting
0: into, yeah, I, yeah. It's into some of the realness. The other mm. thing that I want to say as a caveat, because I know this technique so incredibly well is that for those of you that are like, oh my God, I'm really great about asking questions. And I'm great about being curious about others. And I get really uncomfortable when people ask me questions back and I divert the intention back onto them. <laughs> and yeah. I have been notorious for that. And one of the things is that creates one way friendships and, and it in, and one way relationships, and it allows you to get to know somebody really, really well, but it only allows them to get to know your surface. And at some point, that relationship is going to die out or just move back to surface level because you've kept your guard up. And yep. and so we get to be, and I just want to bring that up for those people that are like, because it's all about. Being interested in, in instead of interesting, and there is a point that you also get to let people into you yes. as well. It is truly if you're gonna show up and you want an authentic friendship, you get to be authentic too and so I think that is just incredibly important to just take a take a notice yeah what and and then
1: with that notice, it just goes back to the same question: What are you guarding? yeah. Like, what is it that you're protecting and why? And yeah. I mean, it's not about like, I'm going to air out all my dirty laundry. That's not what I'm talking about. And that's not what Carrie's talking about either. But like, what is it that you're feeling embarrassed about sharing or, or ashamed about? Or, you know, cause those are the things that keep us locked up
0: mm-hmm. and
1: keep us from being real and authentic. And, um, and those are the things that, When they stay covered up, whether in our lives or in the people's lives, it ends up coming out in really awful ways when Mm -hmm. we reach a boiling point. And that's where riots, violence, Mm -hmm. uh, anger, you know, it's, it's really, um, it's so important. It's so important to just... Allow yourself to be open mm-hmm. and to be the space for other people to be open.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and I want and I want to end with this one thing I think it's really important to be said because typically when we look at it, the reason that we're scared to be truly honest or let somebody truly see the real self, real self is we're afraid of rejection. We're afraid of that. They're going to leave us. Like I've built this friendship to this point and like, Oh my God, if they now know that this, you know, I will tell you from my own experience that I, it's so hard every time you're in that. And, and luckily i've gotten great practice over the last like 7 years for those difficult conversations that that i have built up enough evidence now to know that whenever i've had the guts to go there what comes back is so much love and gratitude and always brings the relationships closer and what i think somebody's going to judge me with is usually met with so much love and grace. And sometimes when I will be like, Oh my gosh, I'm so ashamed to be able to, to, to say this to you, or I'm feeling embarrassed or whatever it may be, whether it's a thought that I'm having, whether it's a situation that I'm in, whatever it may be, when I finally will actually go there and be like, I'm holding on to this energy because this is my, this is what I'm scared of. One is I feel way better after finally releasing it and crying and, and, and being like letting somebody holding the bucket. But usually what comes back is like, somebody will be like, oh my God, that's happened to me too.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh my God. I've had a similar situation. Oh my gosh. That reminds me of, you know, whatever is. This is why we're so afraid to have these conversations is everybody's thinking that, their situation is like the worst of the worst of the worst of the worst and the more we start like actually having these friendships that we can trust and release we start realizing everybody has their stuff everybody and it, there's so much power when we can get it out there and so find your find your eight minute people find so, your eight minute people absolutely so <laughs> that you can you can have that so so yeah, any any other thing on friendships before we wrap today?
1: Make it an intention. Yeah. You know, we know the, the, the research is there on their deathbeds. That's what people want. Stop making excuses for not having it and just create the intention to mm-hmm. like, what's important to you? What do you want in a friendship? Like get clear on on what you really want and then go out there and create it. It's totally possible totally possible. And people will come from all different spaces and places when you open yourself up to receiving it. And, and so it's really about making sure that your conscious intentions and your unconscious intentions are aligned. And then you'll create magic Mm -hmm. and you'll be like, Oh, I didn't even expect that. Or, Oh my gosh, like, you know,
0: well, in respect to what you said, it's it's about the courage and discomfort yeah. we're willing to walk through because mm-hmm. it may take a few times. And yeah, you know, you're not necessarily going to find it right away, for sure. Things. And so, um, but the other thing is like just, you know, getting yourself out and meeting, meeting. New yeah. People. and And one thing about rejection, by the way, everyone,
1: if you choose not to go up to the person, you've already been rejected. So it's already happened. So, so the rejection has already happened. So, you know, really you're just either going to prove it correct, which is possible or prove yourself incorrect, which is also possible with what you do. But, but if you do nothing, you you're protecting yourself from something that has actually already occurred. So Mm -hmm. take a big, deep breath and
0: just go for it. Totally. Totally. So here's to making new friends in 24 and actually creating deep, connected, authentic, juicy friendships that you are excited to grow with, do life with, and your friends are out there. So, yeah excited for that. All right. Well, we will be back in a month talking about one of those other two topics we just talked about. Have an amazing day. Bye, everyone. Bye, Carrie. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thanks for tuning in for today's show. If you are wanting to make sure you don't miss an episode, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. And because we are all about impacting and supporting others, if this is something you know that a friend or someone else would definitely get benefit of it, be sure to share it with them. Here's to living another day as grace on fire.